Hi, I'm Kate Scheel, and this is Loving with Autism, brought to you by Unipi, a social media dating site for people on the autism spectrum. Loving with Autism was started because we want to have a conversation about how we get from that first message to the first kiss and everything in between. Today, we're going to be talking about our friends and dating and what role friendships can play in our relationships. Today, we have uh, Mike. Hey, guys. Andrew. Hello. Hey. And Kirsten. Hi. Hi. So, um, speaking about dating and friends, what was that moment when you guys first realized that you were in a committed relationship or that you were dating someone exclusively? Um, would you like uh, us to start or Mike, do you want to go ahead or? Um, sure, I can jump in on this one. In terms of dating somebody exclusively, it definitely happened, I believe, last year. <laughs> Thomas, this was actually during your birthday time when you guys were all the way downtown and I was all the way up in like the Upper West Side, I want to say. And as I was like leaving the girl that I was dating, it did kind of hit me in that, oh, before I never would have done this usually when there's a birthday party or something that is the first thing that's on my mind and I'm ready to go but but who is this guy now that's going to dinner and doing like these little things afterwards I don't I don't know this person right so there's like moments where you realize someone else is taking up more of your time or you would like to see someone else, you know, over maybe seeing your friends or, um, I don't know, Kirsten, we were talking about how you said when you start dating somebody, you just, you just want to see them and only them for like every moment of the day. Right. Is that what you were saying? For me, my answer would be very different maybe from like that. Like for me, I, I would say there isn't any one clear moment. Mm. Whenever I'm in a relationship, if I, you know, whatever that, that kind of thing people describe as like, you know, the infatuation kind of honeymoon period of a relationship, that if the person I'm with like that, I feel that like, oh my God, I'm in a relationship from like the first day. Like I will become immediately a hundred percent obsessed with like whatever person I'm into and whether or not we're like officially dating yet or not. Like I will feel just as obsessed and like, you know, fully research everything uh, about them. And I only want to hang out with them. And that basically the moment for me when I'm like realizing like, Oh, I'm in a relationship is just like, Oh, I, uh, the other person is finally reciprocating enough. <laughs> I can actually spend enough time with this person to call it technically a relationship. Right. That's so fun. There's so many different, you know, people and there's so many different forms of relationships. So, I mean, I think I'm, I'm more of like a slow burn. Um, I, uh, I'm married now, but with my husband, I broke up with him like, four or five different times when we first met because I was like, I really like him. Oh no, that's a bad thing. 
And I, it was like so long for me to like get to trust that that was okay to like like somebody and um, that I wanted to see more of him was like actually a good thing. Um, so it took me like a while to to trust and and want to like call it a relationship or a real, you know, big step. I think sometimes that word is scary, you know, the exclusivity of being with just one person. Yeah, see, I'm too trusting from the get go. And like, even if I can tell that someone isn't optimal and like I have been so taken advantage of in the past by feeling like this, I still can't turn it off that like when I'm into someone, I am like a hundred percent like, oh my God, I'm so in love with this person. And even if I consciously know that like that's dumb and dangerous, like I still feel that way from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I think when we first started dating, Andrew called it something like full commitment right away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm not like committed. I just want to spend every moment of the day with you every day. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't take that. I didn't take that super well. Cause I'm somebody that, you know, that like the, I would, I would say that Kirsten's my first, you know, really like long term relationship. And I've always sort of, he was a playboy. I was not a playboy. I was somebody that, that I liked. I liked being by myself, you know, and that's still that's still very much the case. And that's sort of been a learning curve in our relationship is Kirsten. I'm here all the time. Like wanting to hang out and do stuff all the time. And I, I love doing stuff with her, but I, I am somebody that really does need decompression time, not just from from her, but from but from friends as well. And so very often I have to try to balance, you know, seeing friends and hanging out with friends and then spending time with Kirsten and then spending time with myself. So that was sort of our learning curve that at the beginning of the relationship was very daunting because as, as Kirsten said, she was somebody that really wanted to hang out all the time. And that was just something that I, I couldn't provide at that time for my own, you know, mental health. Cause I really do need that time to myself. It's funny. Cause like I need a lot of recharge time from like, you know, social energy expenditure. And yet, for some reason, I've always had this kind of like superpower where I need a lot of recharge time socially from everyone, except for whoever I'm in a relationship with. Like that person becomes the exception and being with them is like being alone in terms of recharging. So I would be like, I want to relax. Like, you know, you don't have to entertain me. Like, whereas he doesn't have that exception for like he his social recharge is just kind of, you know, for social interaction in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I feel the same way. I think I, I, I need like a decompression moment. And when I come home at the end of the day, like I always needed like at least like time to myself before I like tried to engage with my husband or like needed to talk about anything serious. I just needed to like calm down. So it's, it's funny. Like when we're learning these things about each other, and right. your friends already know this about you probably. So it's, it's hard when you're, you're start dating somebody, you have to like kind of, you know, figure this, this stuff out about one another. Exactly. So how did you introduce your, um, your significant others to your friends? Well, our first date, one of his best friends came over to his apartment. So oh, like, he lived with me at the no, time. No, Lee. Oh, Lee. So we like to joke that her and my, like, friendship anniversary, like, we have the same anniversary because, like, our first date was the day that I met her, and now we are really good friends. Oh, wow. But. Yeah, and, you know, like, I, he, I was living with, um, you know, one of my best friends, Josh, at the time, and Josh, like, Josh met Kirsten, I think, the second day that 
me and Kirsten were hanging out. Wow. And so, um, it was very, it was, you know, very lucky because I'm somebody that, you know, takes my friendships very seriously because I do have to, you know, put in, I think, a little more effort than the average person into, you know, making sure they're going well. So it was very important for me, for my friends to like, hey, and vice versa. And, uh, I've been very fortunate in the fact that all my friends might actually, some of them might prefer K. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was something that was nerve wracking at first, but the more that, more friends that she met and the more that they got along, the more I was like, okay, this is a good situation. Apparently previous people he dated didn't really get along with his friends. So I just remember the first day that like, I hung out with like a bunch of his friends at once. Like I'd independently met like Lee and Josh and like a few other people. And then there was like, I don't know if it was a birthday party or just like a general hangout, but like where we all hung out together as a group and a bunch of them like took me to the side that were like, by the way, you're like so cool. You're so much better than the other girls that Duff has like introduced to us. And like, you're so, you're so great. Can you like lock this down? And I was like, I know I'm trying, but like that, I mean, I took it as a really good sign that totally got along with all my friends effortlessly and I got along with all of his friends effortlessly and we're like friends with each other's friends that like it makes a huge difference yeah I feel like that's like a red flag when you don't get along with each other's friends and it's always been so easy for us I kind of took that as like a you know the fact that it's easy means that it's probably working well Mm-hmm. And also like to meet in a kind of like organic way where you're like, oh, I'm just hanging out with this person and I'm comfortable with this person and this is a comfortable setting. Like, let's introduce another person to it. Like, you know, not high stress situations where like I'm moving my apartment and, um, you know, why don't you all meet for the first time and help me move? And <laughs> the way I met one of his best friends that first date was was literally like she texted him like, hey, are you around? Like, I'm in your neighborhood. Like, do you want to hang out? Like, can I come over? And he turned to me and was like, do you want to meet with my friends? And I was like, sure, why not? And he was like, yeah, come over. So right. it was very, there was no like planned event where everyone was like, so here's my my person. Let's right, make because that can be a lot of pressure. Yeah. But with that kind of thing, it's like you guys definitely have the very optimum way in terms of how you've met, like how you met each other's friends. But let's say that kind of thing isn't an option. Right. What are like what are some ways that you can? be in like the least pressure situation as possible. Right. I think too, like it might seem like a good idea to have a party or some kind of a, um, you know, a set of parameters where, okay, we're all coming together to meet this one person. And it might sound like a good idea, but in fact, it's like a large group of people meeting just one person is super intimidating. I know I, I met my husband's like friends all at once and it was like all these people like all of his college friends i was at a reunion and it was like reunions are tough i was like this is so overwhelming i i am failing left and right um i managed to like get through it and everybody was you know really really sweet but i can't tell you you know i couldn't have told you that night who's who was who and who who did what like it was very very overwhelming um but 
I, I didn't want to say no. I really wanted to go to this event with him. And even though it was like in the beginning of us dating, I, it was um, more important to me to show up for it and to prove that he was like, you know, that he was a priority for me than it was to not go. So that's kind of how I ended up meeting a bunch of his friends. And then slowly after that, I realized, you know, actually getting able, being able to hang out with friends one-on-one, like in a more organic way. And they were able to learn more about me and I was able to learn more about them. And they were able to see that, you know, we were good together and, you know, um, trust that I was going to, you know, take care of their friend and, and be good to, for their friend. I recommend, um, honestly, the way that Andrew did it, I think was really smart and natural. And he didn't really, I don't think he did this on purpose. He just naturally is like good at stuff like this. That, um, basically what he did was like, he has so many friends and is like one of the most popular people I know. And like, he's always doing social things. So he would just like bring me along of like, oh, hey, my friends so-and-so and so-and-so are hanging out at, you know, insert venue here. Like, do you want like, and I'm going to go hang out with them. Do you want to come with me? And then like, I would tag along to like ordinary social things. Like we'd be going to a bar or like a show or a cafe or someone's house or whatever. And I just happened to come along with him. So it was never like, because what you're describing, and I've I've met other people, significant others, in a similar setting, and I've had that done to me before in past relationships, where there's like a pressure on the new person to perform, to be like, hey, everybody, let's all get together so you can meet my new girlfriend. Then, like, the new girlfriend feels super stressed, like she has to make a good first impression on everyone all at once. And I like kind of the control of small groups of being like, you know, or invite over just one or two people to yeah. hang out and be like, yeah. by the way, my boyfriend will be there. Yeah. And Andrew, did they know, did these friends um, know that you were seeing Kirsten or that she was important to you? Yeah, they I definitely they definitely knew that, like, what the situation was. Um, and, you know, I, I think one thing that might be helpful if you can't avoid sort of the large group thing and you don't want the other person to feel stressed out about it is, you know, while you want to sort of celebrate the situation that you and you want to be excited about it, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe, you know, I'm, I'm remembering back, I was very excited about the relationship, but when I talked to it about friends, I think I approached it um, not cynically, but more matter of fact, you know, I, I was clearly excited about it, but I didn't overplay it either. I didn't make it like, you have to meet her. She's amazing. Like, da, da, da. And as silly as that might sound not doing that, I think what that does do is it makes everyone more comfortable. It makes it sort of like, mm-hmm. oh, she's going to hang out. You know, we're just she's relaxing. She's just a human being. She's like just a human are. being. Like, I hope mm-hmm. you guys like but I'm not going to, you know, put. Take the I, pressure I, off of it. Build yeah. them up as like she's the best person ever. She's so funny. She's blah blah blah. Yeah, because she doesn't uh, need she doesn't need a hype man. You know, like she like. I if, right. Yeah, if, <laughs> if my friends are gonna like her, they're gonna like her whether or not I hype her up. Yeah. So also in terms of advice for like things like that, it really helps to have a group activity to distract from like. So it's time to make a first impression. Like we recently met a friend's new girlfriend, and what we did was we like had a you know board game night. And oh, that's a good idea. They were like, you know, sh- she's going to come over. We're all going to come over and we're all going to play games together. 
and it worked, it worked fine. It was, it was na- pretty natural as far as those things go. Uh, and I'm sure it made her feel better instead of being paraded around like, you know, the new horse, she's, you know, the, just one of the group, you know, playing a game. That's such a good idea. And, um, I think like you, how you were saying, not, um, over, you know, overselling it or, you know, making it like, oh, you have to meet her, even though you are excited for your friends to meet her or him to take the pressure kind of off, um, the significant other, you know, just ease them in with, um, you know, this is someone who's important to me or, uh, this is somebody I'm seeing, um, so that your friends can kind of have a heads up, but not like such an overwhelming amount of, of pressure for the, for the significant other to like have to fulfill all these, you know, hyped up demands. And I think it actually also helps out not not only the significant other, but the friends as well, because if you, you know, hype this person up, they might feel obligated to either really put on like their best face and, you know, like sort of be overly friendly and overly enthusiastic, or they might be really judgmental. They might be like, all right, he like, he or she's with this. Show me what you got. (laughs) Right. So, but if you just say like, oh, like new like new girlfriends coming over new yeah. boyfriends oh, coming over to hang girl can she come over with me like is there you know you know because then there's then they, they just approach it on their own terms on both ends and i think that's the best way to start start that relationship off i mean like it's not the end of the world if you hype up your significant other cause, to your like, closest best friends because like again i can't help but do that because I'm so obsessed with whoever it is that I'm into that, like, that's all I'll talk about. All my friends already know all the details, have seen all the Instagram pictures, you know, everything. So, like, that also comes back to if they're going to get along with your friends, they're going to get along with your friends no matter what you do and vice versa. So, like, don't make that – don't don't become afraid to, like, oh, no, now can I not, like, gush to my best friend about how cool my new person is, like – no, you still can. Like, don't worry about censoring yourself. Just instead of, it, it's more about like, don't try to make an environment where people don't feel like they have to perform for each other. But also, like, feel free to gossip and have fun with your friends. It's not going to make it or break it whether or not anyone gets along. That's kind of just a random chance thing that you can't control. True. And Mike, do you have um, an opinion on, you know, bringing a girlfriend or boyfriend to your friends, and, uh, you know, if they know that you're seeing someone or don't know that you're seeing someone when you bring that significant other around. What are your thoughts about that? I definitely like the, uh, the aspect of being nonchalant about this. I think that to one of my friends and he's always approached this as just as there is this girl I'm cur- like I'm currently seeing her. Yeah, we're meeting up to go get burgers or something. Would it be cool if she comes along? And kind of downplaying the situation and just letting her be her and just letting her be herself. That is definitely the best way to go about things. So I definitely agree with that suggestion. I do think back to college when people were definitely getting in and out of relationships a lot more frequently. There was definitely much more of a need that I personally felt that like, 
I had to perform because I remember meeting a close female friend of mine, her boyfriend at the time. This guy already knew about me. So coming into the situation, I was already incredibly nervous because I want to put on a, I do want to put on a good show to a certain degree. And that shouldn't be what happens if you're actually trying to in essence, build another kind of relationship this right. time with the girlfriend or boyfriend of one of your close friends. That's true. It's interesting to be on the other side of it where you're the friend and when you're the when you're the significant other. There's there are similar feelings but but different. When did you realize you guys were spending more time with each other or with your significant other than with your friends? Definitely when it came to there wasn't necessarily a specific time, but in terms of just like dating or focusing on one more per- on one person more often, it definitely for me personally was like my texting habits. When I, it just always happens that oh, this one person appears at the top of my list. Oh, much more often than maybe my close guy friends or like my close female friend. And then I find it's the little things where, oh, I have a free moment. Let me see what she's up to. Mm. And those little things where that person slowly just like inches their way more into your thought process. I think that's definitely when you, when you have those feelings about them being, when you being dating specifically or in, in that relationship. Right. When they kind of like take over more of your time. <sighs> oh, or, or that's where you, where you hope to spend most of your time with. You hope to spend it with that person. Did you guys have a similar feeling, Andrew and Kirsten, or were you just like inseparable from <laughs> the moment you met? But what? For, for example, when, when you put it up, like when you're spending more time with them than your friends, for me, that would transfer into the moment that I realized that I was being a really bad friend to my friends. Yeah. Andrew, that like I was hanging out with one of my friends and I could not stop texting Andrew. And he was also all I could talk about, obviously. Mm-hmm. So my friend is like, would you rather be in Brooklyn right now? Like this was the point where I still lived in Manhattan and Brooklyn. So he, he like turned to me and he's like, "You would rather be in <laughs> his apartment to go hang out with Andrew." And I like apologized later to that friend, but like I like literally had plans with someone else and like bailed on them because I was so clearly not focused on anything except for this like new relationship I was in. Right. I mean, this is the challenge. I mean, how do we balance? Our, our relationships with our significant others and then our, you know, our close friendships that we've had for, for so long with these people that still mean so much to us. I mean, what's the answer? How do we balance it? For me, yeah, I need to either wait out that like hormonal crazy honeymoon period of like one or two months, or I need to be on a high dose of some sort of mood leveling medication. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, it's, I think the moment I realized it was not so much that I was necessarily doing it, but the fact that Kirsten was uh, pushing the agenda because again, you know, the friendship, like the friendships I made are really important to me. And in fact, you know, a, a lot of people, 
have told me that I actually try too hard sometimes and overextend myself in terms of just trying to make sure I see everyone and balance everything out. But, um, you know, the one, and I, I told Kirsten this, and Kirsten knew this right off the bat, how important my friends were to me and that, you know, like while she was always welcome to like join, you know, it, it wasn't going to be, you know, just us all the time. Like I was definitely going to, you know, make time for my friends, both with Kirsten and without her. And to this day, I think we still have maintained that balance, but it did uh, come out of me just being not, not, I wouldn't say, you know, me, I don't think I was mean about it, but I was very much like, I'm going to go see my friends today. And there wasn't really, I didn't really leave a lot of room uh, for discussion about that. It was just, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm sure there have been times when Kirsten, you know, as she said it, she, she would have rather been with me than maybe like either by herself or in, in another circumstance. But for me, um, it was very important to make that clear. And I think that's actually been a great part of our relationship because we are, you know, very open and communicative about needs in both like being together, being with friends and then being alone. Right. Right. And honest, be, being honest with one another too. We're like, Hey, like this is, you know, um, my best friend's birthday and we're all just going out, you know, no significant others, just the, the, the group of guys that always go out. I mean, I, I know that I've been on the receiving end of some, Hey, it's just guys night, um, times, <laughs> which where I'm like, really? Like I want to come too. <laughs> I like, you know, the Yankees. I want to go to the game. Um, but I understand that like, you know, there are times where I just want to go out and I want to be around and surround myself with all my friends that, that have, you know, been important and gotten me to the place where I am today um, and just want to be us too, you know? So I think honesty and communicating about when those times are where, Hey, I need this time with my friends or I need this time, you know, um, with family too. That's a whole other discussion because just balancing friends and significant others, let's not even throw family in there right now. Sorry. We'll totally table that, <laughs> but um, that's a whole nother balance is just so hard in general yeah mike what do you think balancing friendships uh, relationships uh, um i can answer that in a second but i kind of wanted to push to almost a different question in that okay. ha let in a perfect world it would be great if those things happen It'd be great if those things happen. If you said to Kirsten, like, oh, I'm going, like, oh, I'm going with my friends. And she's just like, okay. However, I feel like we've all been in or heard situations in which that does not go well. Right. So how do, should we all consider those kind of things like red flags or is, can it be understandable in that, oh, this person is a little bit upset because they're being excluded. Right. Well, I, I think the first thing I would examine is sort of like just if, if say, for example, let's take the example of you say, I want to go out with friends and your significant other says, I would rather you hang home tonight. I think the the first thing you should do is just, you know, sort of figure out like what's been happening in the past. Like, have you been spending a lot of time together? Have you spending only a little bit of time together? Because if you've only been spending a little bit of time together, there could be an imbalance. And then it would be the right call to say, okay, I'll stay in. You know, because it is a balancing act and you want to make sure that you're giving 
the right amount of time. Um, on the other end, if you feel like you've been spending a lot of time with each other, then you should, you know, just be honest and say, listen, like, I, you know, I just need this time for myself. And if, you know, like, obviously, you know, the feelings might be hurt there, but um, ideally the partner would at least understand that as long as it was acknowledged and known that, you know, you're trying to balance everything out. And a good way to do that might be like, hey, like, I really have to do this thing with my friends tonight, but maybe in the next couple nights we can have, like, a date night, you know, something to make up for the lost right. time. Yeah, or would, designating – oh, sorry, go ahead, Kristen. I, just, I would say that for whether or not it's a red flag, because it definitely can be. That's, like, yeah. one of the biggest, earliest red flags of controlling behavior in a relationship. So I would say what to look out for. Are there kind of two – core things there that um, first is how does the person react when you say no? Like, I mean, beyond the the two pillars of like, is there a reason you can ask them their reasoning, say they're feeling neglected, say they're having, say they're, you know, I just had dental surgery and I'm in pain. And I like was whining for Andrew to come home early from a night out, like stuff like that. Is there like, what's their reasoning? Uh, But more importantly, the kind of the two things to watch out for is, how do they react when you say no? Do they get angry? Do they start like a tantrum? Do they blame you? Do they insult you? Do, are they like, do they, uh, like, for example, I wanted to spend every possible, like literally every moment with Andrew when we were first dating, but he would have times of like, oh no, like I'm having, you know, a, a guy's name or I'm having these friends over, whatever, that I would say like, okay, and then I would be sad to myself. Or, like, to my friends, I'm not going to blow up his phone with, like, angry, hurt messages about how he wants a night to himself. Like, if they freak out, that is a red flag. Then the second is how often, like, what's the ratio that they behave like this? Is it that every time or more than 50% of the time that you want time to yourself, do they want you to not have time to yourself? Like, is that the majority? I would say if it's over 50%, that is a red flag of like, say, say they like, you know, would love to do something together. Like, oh, hey, like I have a night free. Do you want to like, go on a date or whatever? And that you're, you know, you say, oh, sorry, I already had plans with, you know, A, B and C, um, not tonight. Uh, do they get upset and try to negotiate for you to abandon your friends and hang out with them? And do they do that? consistently right is it a pattern of behavior and the rule that i use for myself is is pretty much anything undesirable if it's happening more than 50 percent of the time it is that's too undesirable yeah. undesirable right. things can happen infrequently but when it becomes the majority the pattern right that is the red flag i agree with that that's a great two great points you know yeah. how they react and, and how you guys are able to communicate and balance it just especially autistic people are very easy to take advantage of in terms of like abuse and control. And Mm -hmm. definitely be in a relationship with someone who doesn't satisfy the first pillar that they never, they never get, you know, angry. They never shout at you or whatever. But if every time you want a night without them, they don't like it. If like the majority of the time, even if they're gently like kind of, trying to wear you down about like, no, please like guilting you into staying with them every time, even if they're doing it politely, that's still a bad pattern of behavior. Right. 
I think also too, like, um, having kind of set parameters for when you can have time together and when you can have time, um, you know, with your friends, I think, um, balance is just so hard in general with between work and everything. I think sometimes it's nice to say, Hey, listen, you know, that I go out with the guys on, you know, Thursday to this, you know, poker game, you know, I'm not like, you know, condoning gambling or whatever, but I'm just saying like, (laughs) I, okay. I know you guys go to the Yankees game on Friday night. That's something that I already have agreed on. And I have had, you know, I've known since last week that you're going to do this, or I've known since the beginning of this week. So I'm not kind of put on the spot with my emotions. Cause I think sometimes people can react very, um, uh, you know, emotionally or very aggressively when, when their plans are changed abruptly. And I know sometimes I, I'm like, Oh, well, I already had it in our head. I just haven't told you yet that we were going to do this, this and this, but now you've blindsided me with some other plan. And, you know, my feelings are hurt because I'm not able to follow through on my imaginary plans that I made for us, you know, in my head. So, um, I think communicating your plans, but also giving the person a heads up well, well in advance so that they know that you're going to hang out with your friends. And I know those like sporadic things happen where, oh, we just got tickets to a basketball game and we want to go. Or, you know, this, this one friend is his family member isn't doing well. So we're all going to take him out. You know, those things totally happen. And, um, I think it's good to be there for friends and, to be understanding and look for those for those signs, like you said, Kirsten, with, you know, is this happening all the time? Are they always having an emergency where they can't hang out with me? Like, that's a red flag, too. Like, if someone's always canceling with you. Yeah, exactly. The inverse is true of if every time you want to spend time together, they have an excuse more than 50% of the time. Even if those excuses are valid, that might just mean that you're not compatible. Right. And they're not prioritizing you. Of Either they're disrespecting you Or they just simply, you're not on the same page with the relationship. And either way, like, that's also an imbalance. Right. So, oh, gosh. Um, So should you worry about balancing your friends with significant others? Yes, I guess we we answered that question. Did Mm -hmm. anybody else have an opinion on balancing friends, significant others? Anything to look out for? Mike, do you have an opinion on this? I mean, it. I feel like it does have to end up being just that sort of balance. And going back to what you guys were saying, in making that sort of schedule, we are who we are because of our friends. And for anybody to really be in your life as a relationship, they have to understand that and they should want you to still keep these people around because at the end right. of the day, that's how you got to be the person that they want to be in a relationship with. So you definitely should want to keep your friends around and keep that ba- and keep that balance because that's how you stay happy as well. Right. You want your significant other to respect your friendships and um, and for them to respect you and respect, you know, the people that are close to them. 
Reminds me of the, you know, the classic song by the Spice Girls. If you want to be my lover, you've got to get with my friends. Great song. Great song. Why? Are they touring again? I think they're touring again. <laughs> it was it was only in England. I looked it up, sadly, while Did I was you just... Really, Mike? Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I totally go with you. To a, to a I was on the subway. I was like, wait a second. You don't need England. Crap. <laughs> no. So upsetting. Oh, guys, thank you so much for talking today with me and and um, joining in our uh, our chat about dating and friendships. And the point of dating is to invite someone new into your life. But we also want to maintain those relationships that have already impacted us and have already become so important to us in our lives. We hope that by our conversation today, you learn some tips on how to balance dating and friendships. Remember to follow us on social media and to head to unipi.com for more information. I'm Kate Shiel, and thanks for listening.